Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name's Dave Brown and today I have been talking to Adam Catchpole. Now Adam is someone who I met, met on LinkedIn actually and we've been having some conversations over the last probably about a month now actually uh, and the working title of those conversations is The Wise Clowns. It's uh, uh, a business idea that we're at the very early stages with and we decided that we would start to record some of the conversations we're having. So that's what we did. Uh, so this is a, a bit of a conversation around the concept of the wise clowns and also the concept of thinking for yourself. We believe that if people were taught to think for themselves, they'd be probably more successful. They'd probably be happier, more content, but uh, have a listen, I hope you enjoy it, and I will catch you briefly at the end. But do remember to subscribe in the meantime, and I'll speak to you in a bit. Bye. Hello. Well, that was complicated. Was it? Yeah, I, I obviously hadn't um, set up Anchor properly, or, or gone uh, through the typical, you know, do this, do that, scroll, skip, so on and so forth, and... Uh, Anyway, anyway, I, you I had to do longer. that first, so I'm, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> right, that's good. So this is the, the first bit of content, actually, from the Wise Clowns, even though it may or may not be content. We don't know um, yet. It will be the tiny acorn from which lots of other acorns grow. Uh, don't trees grow from acorns? Yeah, and then they produce acorns. <laughs> <laughs> so you just end up, you just end up with loads of acorns, ultimately, don't you? One acorn leads to other acorns. Absolutely, of course it does. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. So, so just to say then, so the Wise Clowns is um, something we're working on. It's a work in progress. It's a working title. Um, and at the core of this is thinking for yourself. Absolutely. So that's the... The thing that we um, keep coming back to, that, that sort of it, everything leads back to there. Um, I'm speaking a bit like I'm actually talking to an audience at the moment. I do that when I'm on anchor. I get a little bit nervous beforehand, even though no one's listening. <laughs> and not that many people listen to my podcast anyway. So um, this may or may not become one, but that's fine. So anyway. I think, I think you, um, it's easy. You build stuff up in your head and... Um then i mean even me coming on uh, actually funnily enough the technical issue i had took my mind away from it because i was thinking yeah i was already building up oh my goodness what am i going to be saying and um i think that's sometimes it isn't it you build stuff up and this goes back to the expectation thing which which i'm sure we'll talk about but you 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 build up this expectation in your head and then actually it turns out to be something completely different yes and it and it becomes about what you think you should do as opposed to just doing just doing something and 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 that's you know so and that's exactly where we kind of came from with the wise clowns isn't it i think that um a lot of the time i think from my point of view built up from frustration of of reading time and time again reading poor advice and yeah. and just saying well actually you can read all these bits of advice but it doesn't actually spur you into doing some people it does but most of the time you just read it and uh, you think, oh, yes, I'm going to be doing that, I'm going to be doing that. And you never do it. Um, yep. 
and and I think that's where we came from. Sort of that, certainly from my point of view, it's frustrations around so many people are giving poor advice, and actually, really, people need to be thinking for themselves and then acting yes. on that and doing uh, something, anything doesn't matter what you're doing, to 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 then actually find the answers that you were looking for in the first place. Yes, because it's a very personal thing. So, you know, by by poor advice, and I'm assuming based on the conversation we've had, it's it's the the empty generic advice. It's the the motivational quotes, mm. the five tips on how to do this, the ten things that successful people do, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's like you know, it's, it's like I don't know, someone someone successful will tell you that they've read four hundred books in the last year. And you really should read books. So, so, so people just go off and you see posts on social media. Anyone got any book recommendations? And it's like, you know, they're, they're just then into trying to read 400 books in a year. Um, Which doesn't necessarily help you achieve anything other than growing knowledge, depending on what books you read, of course. Well, if, if that, yeah, you know, um, so, so it's not just about reading books. It's reading the right books but reading the right books for you and they may not be business books. They might, you know, there's, I think personally, there's as much value in, you know, reading a, 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 a fictional book or watching a movie. If you sort of set your intent that you're going to learn what you need to learn from it. Absolutely. It's the same. It's the same as, um, I mean, I find more inspiration in fiction than, than I do any, any kind of text um book and there are some wonderful self-help books and all that out there um but but reading those books yes it does in in i guess we go back to the individual don't we everybody's got their own path but a lot of the time people are reading these things as an action thinking that reading the book in itself is the action that's required and it and it's not yeah. because you could have a whole year reading four hundred books and still be at the same point you were on January the first. Um, yes. All, all, you, yes. all so, you've gained is potentially some more knowledge on how you should be doing it, and 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 that it doesn't it doesn't achieve it. It might do in time, but it doesn't there and then. And I think that's where my frustration came from. I think I started to see these these quotes of. My favourites are these um, quotes of, you know, you've got six, the six things that high achievers do in the morning. That's always one of yeah. my favourites. And I, and I laugh at them because people then sort of go back to the Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk's and all of those people in the world who are high achievers. And, and, and really, honestly, during the time when they were growing their businesses, they, yes, some people meditate and whatnot, but. But reality is they worked 18 hour days, blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. Um, they, they, they weren't reading self-help books necessarily. They just had that vision in their head and they went for it. And I think that that's um, I get frustrated because I, th- I do believe that it's leading people down the wrong path when actually we should just be doing something. And in the doing, we'll find the answers and we either create something great or we don't. We brush ourselves off and then we try again. And we keep trying and trying and trying, I think. Yeah, and it, and this comes back to the thinking for yourself because that, but in but by taking on board someone else's ten things to do, you're no longer thinking for yourself. You're thinking on the basis of what someone else. As thinks. somebody else thinks. And actually, 
we don't even know if they do those bloody things anyway. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Jeff Bezos, you know, um, wakes up and probably the first things he, he does are things like scratching his balls. <laughs> <and piss. laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I almost wanted to do a, a post myself about um, the 10 things I do in the morning because my, my reality is never, I don't get up and, and write affirmations and, uh, go through a gratitude list. I'm not saying I'm not grateful. I am just don't do those things on a daily basis. What I do is I get up, I have a coffee and I crack on and I get, I get yeah. on with the day and, and through the day by doing things I achieve. And, um, you know, you know, at the end of the day, I, I often ask, well, there's one thing I do do Dave, and that's probably ask myself regularly, am I adding value? And, and it's not, when I say, am I adding value? I don't mean, am I adding value to, to my audience or my connections or my network or my business or, or anything? It's just kind of, add, add, am I adding value to my life? Have, yes. have I spent a day doing something that, that was important to me that then makes me feel like I've achieved? And I, and I have, you know, two different days and um, we were talking about this earlier and I, it was something that, that perhaps we bring up. And I know, we're kind of on this journey of the working title of the wise clowns, really trying to break through um, something in, in terms of helping people to achieve. But everybody has those shit days. And, and for the last two days, Monday and Tuesday was really, really tough. It was, it was just mentally tough. And when I come out, I've come out of that now and I, I'll go into those shit days quite often because what happens is that I end up having a day asking questions of myself all the time. And that doesn't make me yep. feel better. What I should have done, and this is me Pete, speaking personally, what I should have done is done something. And if I'd have done something, uh, it could have been as simple as shoveling some snow, or although the snow has gone now. Um, but in, in that action of doing, I would have found an answer and I probably would have got yes. to the end of the day and gone, I oh, actually, I did achieve and I, and I had a good day. Instead, I got to the end of Monday and I couldn't even hit post on, on, on a post I wanted to post on LinkedIn because the questions were there. At what, what is this post? What am I saying? Is it the right thing? Am I, am I, and all of a sudden it's like, because that doesn't creep into me very often. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that. It was a bit of a tangent, but um, generally. Well, look, I mean, a couple of things come up for me. You know, if, if, you're, if you're wrestling with something, there's no point just trying to distract yourself from it yeah by all means go go and do something and look do a keep a bloody journal you know do a gratitude diary or whatever i mean i'm not i, I would never say don't do no, those things because, but 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 it shouldn't be sort of something that's prescribed to you to do which is kind of what it is if someone says oh this is what people do oh right i need to do that then and then people don't do it or they do it half-heartedly but I think the, the, the main thing is that you set your intent to find the answer to the question. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Whatever the, whatever the question is. And, that, and if you do that, you kind of, you know, it's like, you know, the best ideas come in the shower or whatever version of that. If you just set your intent that you're going to, you, you know, and this, this is where the, the expectation word comes in, with no expectation. So you're not going to have a shower and you're going to definitely find the answer set your intent for the day to find the answer and then you'll probably just work it out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's always because you're, you're letting your brain do the work rather than 
trying to do the work. Yeah, it, it's it's almost like forcing a, a decision. It's like when you're in mid conversation and you forget something and and um, you you can't find what you were going to talk about. But actually, the only way to find it was to move away from that conversation, yeah. and it and it pops back in. And it, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I my uh, a lot of my a lot of my ideas come come from the shower. It is just what it is. And and I never get into yeah. the shower with the intention that I'm going to sit there thinking. I get in no. I get in the shower with the intention of having a wash. And um, yeah, but during that process, because I'm in the act of doing my brain is is being allowed to just do what my brain does um yes and, and that's why my showers turn into one hour long showers now <laughs> yeah well because we don't have as much control over our thinking as we'd we'd like to imagine we do no i mean the only um, thing the only thing we can do is is snap our thinking so i, I this is something i do occasionally do when i know i'm going into a negative mindset i'll I think it was Mel Robbins. She used to do that count backwards thing, that five, four, three, two, one. Um, yeah. And and because you're doing that, you stop your brain from going down the road that it was, and and you get an option to snap out of it because you've actually had yes. the act of going five, four, three, two, one. I do I do that um, often, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's changing. It's it's changing the the thought, the course that I'm going down with my thought but it doesn't necessarily change how I think. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. Um, well, I, I don't know. And it doesn't really, again, this is one of those things, it's, it's like, it doesn't matter if it makes sense. It doesn't matter if it makes sense right now. Um, it just comes out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the thing is that, that a lot comes out of our mouths without us really realising what we're saying. And that's in terms of the, you know, the, the, the things we say, but also the type of language we use and the patterns in our language and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it all comes back to that same, you know, I don't know, if you, if you think about, you know, we've been having some conversations around around purpose. And I think sort of, we don't, we don't necessarily decide on our purpose. It kind of, I don't know, I don't know if it sounds a bit too woolly to say that it sort of finds us, but but if we if we try and decide what our purpose is, it might not be the right thing rather than get to a point where we know that the thing we're doing is what we should be doing. Absolutely. At that moment, because, because purposes can change and you can be really into something and then decide you want to do, do something else. But at the core of that, there will be, there will be some things that you, you want to achieve. And I don't mean to tick off the list. I mean, whatever your kind of big purpose thing is, um, but equally, you don't have to. You don't have to go looking for that. You know, you can just live your life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, 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 if you know, because because actually that might be your purpose, just to just to have a job, earn a wage, pay the bills, do some nice things, and and, and die. die. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Purpose is one of those words that we we often talk about because there's a lot of frustration around advice being given that says you've just got to find your purpose. And it's like, well, that's not real advice, actually. And, and, no. and I'm, I'm writing this piece about purpose because I think the, most, the more important question to ask, rather than ask what your purpose is, the more important question to ask is, what do I want to do with my time that is important to me? And that yes. time changes. So your, as you said, your purpose could change many, many times through your life. 
um, the best example of that is when you have kids, because prior to yeah. before before you had kids, you you have you know you want some money, you want a job, you want to get a house, you want to do these things. Then you have kids, and all of that goes out of the window. You have to almost repurpose yourself because your your love for your children outweighs anything that 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 is there. It may even outweigh your career. I know not everybody thinks the same, but purpose will change and, and i think that's why the advice out there isn't really advice to say that you've just got to find your purpose well actually let's ask a real question what do i want to do with my time that's important to me and then once you find that answer what is important to me you've then given yourself opportunity to go do it and then when you do it you find that you might have a separate purpose or a separate something else might come up i likened this the other day to um monks dave um and, and and what now i'm not a monk and i've never been one um but you know just understanding and reading about them there is a lot of emphasis on manual work and the manual labor the cleaning yeah. the uh, gardening and and part of that i feel is because not only you know if you've got a tidy house you've got a tidy mind uh, you can think clearly but also in doing those manual things you allow your brain to just think because and you do it subconsciously you don't know you're doing it because you're actually focused on the task i'm cleaning the floor i'm yep. i'm digging a hole i'm doing whatever and your brain is just allowed to um you know manifest itself and its thoughts and when you finish the manual task it's almost like um sorry i'm going all over the place um but Back in the day, when lots of labourers were working for me, labourers always used to come to me and say, oh, at the end of the day, I'm so fired up. I'm so fired up to go do something else. Um, I've got these great ideas. And all of those great ideas came from the fact that they were just doing manual labour during the day and they just let their brain yeah. expand. Um, so I, th I, think there's, I think there's some interesting work to, to, to look at that deeper, um, really in the advice that, rather ask yourself what is your purpose actually what is important to you and and you will probably find what your purpose is yeah and, and no, i think you know as as i as i often refer to i've done i've done a lot of work with with sports people and their their best moments come when they are they're not really thinking about what they're doing it's those experiences and they call it flow don't they when when you're just very focused on on what you're doing, you're you're actually really in what you're doing, and everything just seems easy. Um, you know, there's almost a, a sort of slow motion um, sort of experience to it, a quality to it. Um, and and I suppose, I mean, I, you know, how I see that is that yeah, you're at, they're at, they are actually accessing more of their brain. So, um, you know, the stuff I've done in in things like golf, it's very much about about stopping thinking all the things you're thinking you know the logical the 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 slow thinking there's a really good book called thinking fast and slow by a guy and i'm gonna go and find the books i know it's here somewhere called daniel as dave as dave I goes through his massive library daniel kahneman thinking fast and slow and that's the whole concept of you've got uh you, you know you, you you've got two parts to your brain and they're not they're not sort of specifically separate parts but two types of thinking there's the 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 slow thinking which is the logical thinking and then there's the fast stuff which is the subconscious stuff that's the 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 stuff that's sort of conditioned into us 
um, the, the things that we, you know, if I ask you to think of a tree, you don't have to sit down and, and ponder and think, oh, well, you know, oh, have I seen a tree before? You just see a tree and there'll be different trees for different people. Um, whereas if I ask you to multiply 376 by 241, you'll have to slow, slow down. down. Absolutely. And yeah, and, and some people might be able to calculate that, that in their head, but most people will need to write it down on a bit of paper and work it out or get a calculator or, 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 you know, whatever version. So, so I think that's part of it is, is, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe using your brain in that way a bit more. So thinking for yourself isn't necessarily something that ultimately takes effort. It's something that you get better at. So to begin with, you know, I think first thing is like start to be aware of what you're thinking now. Mm. And coaching and stuff like that is is a is a good way of doing that. But but actually, when you start to realise the things you're thinking, you can then start to check your thinking when you're thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then you can actually change what you think and start to think something I else. I think I think that you could um, you could compare that to um, logical business thinking to creative thinking, and 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 we go back to a point where. You said earlier, you know, that thing just came out of my mouth and I'm not I'm saying things that I'm not logically thinking about. And actually inside of that is probably more creativity than anything else, because I'm just allowing it to flow. And within that flow, something might come out of my mouth that is completely wrong or right or in the middle or wherever it sits but it was said and then we can work on what was said and then think about it logically. So when, when you think for yourself, trying to put that into um, some sense, when you, when you think for yourself, if you think about what you're thinking, now that doesn't necessarily, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. If you, if you think about what you're thinking, then you start to logically think, about what you're thinking i'm going off on i'm going to stop myself there because i don't actually know what i'm trying to say well no i suppose what you end up is is what you've just demonstrated it's overthinking i'm I'm overthinking about right and then and that's when we get when we we get tied up in knots um so i think i think i think 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 um these conversations and certainly it depends on who you're talking to but we've had conversations that have been a couple of hours that, that, that feel like no time at all. We've already been to How long do you reckon we've been talking for? You might see that. You I've, might have time I've actually seen How long do you reckon time? we've been talking for? 21 minutes. Yeah, which is a surprise to me. Because I thought it wasn't as, wasn't as well, long it, as that. It, what, um, what worries me there is that I'm, I'm that boring that you thought it was five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus geez, Christ. This guy again. Talking for five minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, but the point is that the i i mean my 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 view is that you get a lot more truth and by by truth i mean and god i'm going to say it like your truth my truth so you get a lot more of what we're genuinely thinking coming out when you just have these sort of free-flowing conversations which is why you know um someone saw a post yesterday like if you're trying to get your people to be more creative give them some lego to play with yeah it doesn't have to be lego but if you want to be more creative step away from the problem you're trying to solve and do something creative, yeah. draw a picture, you know? So, so you, you sort of create that, that sense in yourself of creativity, whatever that is for you. And I imagine it's, well, I've done a bit of work on this actually. So I know that it's different, it's different it for different people, 
and then you're kind of in that you're getting yourself in that zone so we can we can get ourselves into into the zone that we need in order to be more effective we can do but but also going back to um footballers and and the like or, or any sports person actually some of that that flow that people find comes from practice and and i think yes. i think it it's the same as when you play a game um a video game there's there's some days you play the game and you're just absolutely crap at it and then there's other days you play the game and your 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 flow is so good because you've been playing the game so long you just you become the game almost and it's it's the same yeah. as sports yeah, yeah. you just become part of the game it's not that you had expectation or anything like that you just practice and you end end up being good at it so you find the flow not to say that people don't have off sorry yeah that's right yeah that's right no, that's fine yeah and, and 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 that's kind of what you're 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 describing i mean i i, I use the example that if you're if you're playing let's say golf with with someone and they're really playing well that day the best way to stop them playing well is to ask yeah, them what they're doing think about it to comment on the fact you're playing you're playing you're playing really well what what are you, what are you doing how, how come how are you hitting the ball so well and then start to think about it and then game over um so I don't know, these things just seem to happen. But I think if you are doing something, you know, following your passion, but if you're doing something that you are that you are truly engaged with, then you're going to have more of those times um, until you start to think about it. So it's a bit, I suppose it's a bit like the example of maybe someone who does something for a for a hobby that they're really passionate about. And then they decide they're going to do that as a business and sell it. And then, then it becomes difficult. Something that was really easy for him becomes difficult because it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily about being right in that moment sort of thinking, but they Absolutely. start to I mean, there, There's to external it. pressure. Well, as, soon as, you, as soon as you try and monetize yes. your, your passion or creativity or whatever it is you, you love doing, there's external pressure. You turn it into a business, then all of a sudden you've got to think about um, tax, insurance. You've got to think about maybe staff you've got to think about how you're going to create a website all of a sudden your passion becomes everything else um and it's not to say that's not a lovely journey to have and it is about the journey in doing um but that's that's why a lot of people end up failing um because they took their passion and then tried to turn it into a business when sometimes just keep it as as the passion i suppose we could take that into music music's quite a good a thing to look at you know where a new artist breaks through um and most of the time certainly maybe not so much now because everybody's creating music to stream online and to make money and rah 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 but but back in the 60s 70s 80s 90s people were just creating music and that became popular um and you see the difference between those that if you take a band like U2, and I'm not a fan of U2, but they're a great example of guys set out just to create music um, as opposed to have any expectation yeah. other than they're just creating music. Um, and, then you, and then you get uh, a band that creates a wonderful song and people buy it, they lap it up, and then the band disappears. 
because of all the other pressures that that came in on them and and it's suddenly realizing well there, there's a lot of external pressure that's that's going to ha- not help this move forward if you if you see what i'm saying yeah and i, I, think, no, I don't know maybe in terms of music it, it, it's the, the people who are who have longevity in their careers are those that that um that continue to to pursue it in the way that they want to and that might be by you know really changing their music i suppose look, madonna's a good example isn't it of someone who, who just had these sort of transformations through her career and like she's very successful from from an outward point of view i don't know how successful she is on a personal level um but but they're the, they're the people who who have almost kept it on their yeah, own that's terms. right they're, they're absolutely right there, there was a there was a woman a female singer i really can't remember her name which is a shame because this is a great example um, she had a huge hit many, many moons ago, and um, her audience grew and, and grew massively. She, she, you'd recognise the name if I could remember it. And there was a point in her career where she decided, that because, because there was a lot of pressure on her recreating music to, to what essentially wasn't her sound, but people were advising her that you need to, you need to. And what she said was no. I'm not going to. I create my music because that's my music. I I, I rather keep my audience yep. that I've got now than grow any more. And and I think that was a really interesting. I'll find her name after um, for reference because I think it's a really interesting story about how um, people will change because of the external influence and potentially lose their own passion and purpose. We could talk about purpose because of the yes. of of the industry the way the industry wanted to take them um but yeah i'll find a name because she just stood up and said no this is my music this is what i create and if that means not growing my audience anymore then that's what it means um but i'll yeah and and, and look that that sort of that circles back to me to the the sort of point about giving value and your what you said about about you know this isn't about about giving value to others it's about creating value in your own life yeah so so that's that that's that to me it's like the musicians who keep doing their thing because they want to and then it's kind of like then people can take it or leave it rather than i think i think the modern day business version of value is it's not about giving value at all it's about it's about hooking people and buying something as opposed to giving something of genuine value and i think that's where that's where my frustration of all this content that you see, you know, someone is posting, these are the 10 things that, that successful people it do is, in the absolutely. morning. It's bollocks, isn't it? That's not, va- that's not value. That's not value at all because, um, you know, you can, you can look at bloody Mark Wahlberg's, you know, getting up at three o'clock in the morning and, and all those things he does. But, you know, A, does he really do that? And does he do it every day? But equally, he's in a position where he can... He can, he, he can organise his life around it. So, it so is. that's not feasible or practical for most people to get up at 3am and be in the gym and, 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 and have ice baths and whatever, what, what other, that other is whatever other stuff he does. Point. And I was talking about this the other day um, in, I think Mark Wahlberg and The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson were mentioned um, because they are, you know, they're admirable, admirable characters 
Um, but what suits them isn't what necessarily suits everybody else. And it's also really easy if you've got a swimming pool and a gym in your own home. <laughs> so, yeah. so if you if you've yes. got a gym that is has got everything in it, literally downstairs, then absolutely you would get up and you would go to the gym and you would do all those things. Um, is is that yeah. inspirational? Maybe uh, to some it might be, um, but I I rather look at I rather look at rather than. And, and this is this is comes back to the wise clowns and the and the work that we're trying to do, um, because rather than give this empty advice, I r- much rather look at what is the real advice. And the real advice is in the journey. And and I, and I know journey is one of the words on our list uh, hit list. But uh, it's <laughs> yeah. something I was thinking about yesterday. Uh, being in my forties now, I've had a wonderful career. I've done lots of wonderful things. But I am now starting again and and with not starting again um it's out of choice it, it's a case of saying well actually i've popped out here at, at uh, 43 and now now i want to give back and the only way i can give back and help people is to show them how to do it rather than tell them how to do it yeah and the, and, and this is the purpose of of us or one of the purposes of us recording early recording these conversations rather than just having them and letting them, sessions, letting them yeah, sort absolutely. of float off because because the, we are in a a creative phase we're bouncing stuff around we've got some sort of i don't know there's a bit of a almost a bit of an ideology forming in terms of what we you know i, I suppose what the purpose of it is um and if i look at if i look at the content i put out it's, it is it, it sort of comes from that that sort of think for yourself fucking go and do yourself. it Stop asking, stop asking people what time you should post on social media to get the most engagement and just post stuff at different Absolutely. times and see what works for you because what works for you isn't necessarily going to work for the other person. So, you know, again, you know, you take those two examples, you know, The Rock and Mark Wahlberg, they've, they've all, you know, they're, they're a large part of their careers is, on, is based on their physical yeah. fitness and appearance. Yeah. So if you're Martin, an accountant from Norwich, it's not necessarily going to add anything to your it, it might do something for you personally. But in terms of your career, it's not really necessarily going to make a difference to your accounting career. If you're if you're if you're shredded and ripped and you get up at three in no, the morning and absolutely... have an ice bath. I mean, by all, by all means, by all means, do it. Fine. If that's what you want to do, go do it. But but that that isn't the route to success. The route to success is putting time and effort into doing absolutely the thing and, that, and that I think do. that's that's real part of what I want to do is to show people as opposed to tell people because I could tell people left right and center what what they need to do and what the pitfalls are in business and and all this but if I actually take people on a journey of this is how to do it let, let's do this together we actually get better results and, and I was thinking about this yesterday it's um Actually, just just to pause, just to put this into context, because we are recording this. Um, you mentioned earlier about our creativity and our conversations and and uh, sort of these are early sessions in this journey. But to put that into context, we've probably spent a good 12 plus hours talking on the phone, maybe more. I don't know. But some of those conversations yes. are sort of two hours long. And. I mean, it's a shame we didn't record them up to this point because in all of those hours is lots of 
talk and ideas and um, opinions that we that aren't right or wrong, but then we're actually asking more questions of of those. So, but anyway, I was going to say um, it's like this whole Gary Vaynerchuk thing. Um, I, I, I would I've put this into my own context because I used to consume his content, and uh, I then realised that there's only one thing yeah. that you can ever take out of his uh, content, and that is document over create. If you're still listening to Gary V after that point then you're not doing, you're not actioning what he's actually saying. So then then I get to the point is, is he adding value no. anymore? Because he's been saying the same thing for years and years. So if you're still listening to his his content rather than going out and doing, you're probably in a, a, a place where you, ju- you just don't know. You just, you know, you're stuck, essentially. You're stuck. And that's not a good place to be. And that's that comes back to my yeah. whole life is in the doing and just go out and do and you'll find the answers that you're looking for. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it depends what his whole strategy is and, and what we don't know is what, well, he's what Gary Vaynerchuk is really like. We don't know. That. Well, we don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I do know and I'm not saying he is any different, but I imagine he's not, he's not that energised <laughs> all the time. He does. I mean, he's he got does. to sleep sometime, hasn't he? Um, and I imagine he, he has good days and bad days too. And, and I think that's the problem is that, that, that you know, certainly the, the, the cult of celebrity, we're only presented with this idealised view. Um, well, until, until they have a breakdown and they start posting about if, that. If they ever post about that. Um, it, so, I th- yeah, but I think we are starting to... We are starting to see more of that now. We're starting to see more of the, you know, the downsides. I mean, I, you know, I, I, um, I remember I was, it's another sports thing. I was, I was doing some work with a, a young lad who, um, he wanted, to, he, he's a good footballer. He wanted to be a professional footballer, and we were, we were up in London having a wander around, thinking the Edgware Road, and Ferrari goes past, and he's like, oh wow, and I just said, oh, that could be, that could be you one day, and I said, you know, if, if, and we we chatted a bit, and then I said, have you ever considered? What life's going to be like when you, when you get to that point, in that you probably won't be able to walk down the Edgware Road and have a chat with me mm. without being yeah. harassed by people potentially. You know, you won't just be able to pop around your mate's house. You know, have a walk. You know, walk around the corner. You, you, you know, you, you, you'll be in a situation where probably just to feel some security, yeah. you'll need to have that big house with a wall around it. Um. And and there you there you're into the downside. So you know straight away you, you know you you shut yourself away from a large proportion of you, the you do of, of the world, don't you? You of, do of society and, and all that kind of and stuff. You're right. We we are starting to see some of the downsides filter through because there are a number of people out there that are probably the same are fed up of the, I guess let's call it false positivity for a minute, um, and actually butting up against that, but. Again, it's the same. It's the same thing. How it, how far do we go with showing people all the pitfalls? Um, I guess what I'm saying is there's a balance, isn't there? We've got to balance out the pitfalls and the negativity with the positivity and find the bit in the middle. And that bit in the middle is the sweet spot. Um, well, yeah. Look, look. My version of that is the bit in the yeah. middle is is what is real. You know, so, um, you know, it's a bit like you talking about your, you know, you, you, well, you, you, the word you used was angry. angry yesterday, you've been angry. 
And if we if we if we're just feeling angry, yeah. then we're going to be angry <laughs> at more things. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean that the things haven't changed. They've always been the same, mm. but we are now angry at them today. Um, and I suppose what, what this is really about, for me anyway, it's about, you know, authenticity is not about, look at me, look how great I am, look at all the good things I've done, and I'm this and I'm that. It's about being however you feel at a particular time. You don't have to tell everyone you're angry, but if you're angry, the only way to not be angry is to to experience that anger and, and maybe Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with, um, I, I don't know where I got it from, but some, I think somebody wrote something about sitting in your own negativity. And that kind of got me thinking that actually that isn't a problem. It's okay to sit there for a bit and be miserable, angry, annoyed, and, and just work through the process yeah. of why you are. Um, and, and, you know, when you come out of that, you're like, well, these reasons are why I get like that. Um, what can I do about it? How can I change it? How can I affect it to affect myself, essentially? Yes. And, and, and look, it doesn't mean you wallow around in it, but certainly it needs to be acknowledged. Like if, if, you're, if you're not happy, if you're angry, if you're sad, the, the, you know, I, I don't know that there's any huge value in doing something to make yourself feel different until you've really acknowledged how you feel you know so so but yeah so go out for a run you write in a journal whatever if it helps you to sort of clear your mind and feel a bit better but you know the extreme version of that is is yeah. addiction isn't it people are just they're going back to this thing that they know is really bad for them but they keep doing it because it makes them feel better for a while it just takes it takes the worry away, but then the worry comes back and it comes back. Worse, it does get it worse, worse. And that comes back to my life is in the doing rather rather than um, hiding. And and yeah. I mean, I speak from knowledge on that because I was um, addicted to alcohol for many, many years. I gave up last year. I gave it once before, but I wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, and I gave up last year. And um, what it, the only the only real thing it's done is changed my focus changed the way i think changed ju just changed my output yeah um because what i'm not doing is hiding at the bottom of a bottle um and it and it's yeah and, and I, I was the same through my my engineering career that was that was the sort of crutch that kept me going um and for me it was about three years ago and i haven't given up completely i still occasionally drink um but but again you know it was I heard the people who would say, you know, yeah, once you've given up, it will change your life. <laughs> it has, but for the worse at the moment, right? But that's and that's not no. that's not me moaning about that because, but but it sort of gave me the expectation that oh, everything's going to sort itself out. But actually, no, it's not. You, you're going to have to still going to have to do some work and, and put some effort in. Um, but you know, I, I think you know, motivational memes and all that sort of empty content. It's it is. It, it is it like really heroin. Is. To, 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 it's like heroin to people who can't think for themselves. Um, and, and actually, motivational memes are like that first. It, it, there's your first one for free. Yeah, Come and absolutely. see me when you want some more. And, and, and that's why I said, that's why I used the Gary Vee <laughs> as an example, because actually if you're consuming his content still, then, then you haven't really found what he's saying. And that is to go, go do. And... Um, 
you're, you're right because when I when I first gave up, I mean, I, the first month of giving up, nothing changed. I was miserable. I was I didn't I couldn't fully compute what was going on in my head. Um, my my life wasn't better. And, and at, at many points, I thought, oh, fuck no. this. I'm just going to go back to having a beer. But, you know, you you power through somehow because something's telling you to. And I think probably about three months later was the uh, was the time when it clicked in and went. Right. Well, I'm over that bad bit now. Now it's time to go do do something else. Now it's time to I don't know what whatever it was. I can't remember. But now it's time to go do something else and, and, and create something else. So. In the long run, it changes, but in the short term, yeah, it doesn't make a blind bit of difference, really. If I'm honest, no. And 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 what it does, it presents you with a load more time to think. About yeah, absolutely. How, which, how your life is, which... you know. So so this is why, depending on on how bad it is. I mean, you know, I I I was a, <laughs> a social drinker. I wasn't. I was just finding opportunities to go and have a beer. So I was working with a load of blokes and we'd always go down the pub and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but again, I think it's it's no different to to the things we've been talking about, the cult celebrity. It's all it's all distractions for, from from people's own lives. Um, and social media has just made this way, way worse. And I, I, I mean, I get I get angry at that some of the, the content I see that is clearly just, just they're just dribbling this stuff out yeah. because they feel they should and not actually thinking for themselves. And they're going on, you know, they're, they're, they're paying people money to be told what they should do. Um, and for me, the people that stand out and we look, and we, I suppose we're talking predominantly about LinkedIn, the people who stand out are the people who do something different. And the reason they're doing something different is because they're, yeah. they're, they're doing what they want to do, which runs back to the music yeah. thing. You know, do what you want to do, create the music you yeah. want to create and see if anyone likes it. And if you fundamentally change that, then you're probably changing it for other reasons, i.e. to make it more. Yeah, sellable. absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and, and I think, again, so sorry, just to say that the bands that have been successful, in my view, are the ones that they might have changed direction in their music. But because they wanted to, they're sort of they're, they're in charge of that. David mm. Bowie, I suppose, you know, Good the best example. example. Um, so, and and the and these are the ones who who are the groundbreaking artists because actually they're presenting people with something new. And all right, they've already got a you know they've built a fan base, but then they go do something different, and and people kind of you know they might might love it or hate it, but they, it will keep its momentum going. So Madonna, David Bowie, you know. David Bowie's a better example than Madonna, to be fair. Um, you know, even, even yeah. the Beatles really shifted, didn't they? Hugely. And that was, I don't know, for what, for whatever their reasons. But um, I think we would have more of that kind of thing if people didn't try and do or, what, or they, what, what they're supposed telling to do. Them to do, which in, in essence is wrong. And as we're talking about social media, just there for a minute, LinkedIn specifically, because we fre fre frequent those corridors on a daily. Um, it, it's like the, the perfect example I could think of is it's like the marketers out there spouting marketing stuff when in fact, really, they should be marketing the businesses that they should be marketing, but they're telling other marketers what to do. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like either you're a marketer selling 
um, yeah, if you want more clients as a marketer, that makes sense. But then show people how you're selling other businesses. Don't just spout out because because a lot of people are using acronyms. And, and it was somebody that mentioned this on a video acronyms. What, why are you using acronyms in a post about marketing when actually most people don't understand those acronyms? So. Um, well, because they're trying to. Their knowledge, but, but, but it doesn't, their and again, knowledge. it goes back to just doing. And, and you're right, the um, the people that stand out for me are the ones that are actually doing, and they and they're showing how they're doing it. Um, and they're they're always the ones that get my attention because they're actually oh. rather than spouting shit at people, false advice and whatnot, they're actually saying this is how you do it, guys. You can do it too, and that for me has got more value than anything, really. Yeah, or, or there's just the, the the weird people that you you encounter who just seem to be posting sort of random. Oh, you mean like me? Random <laughs> stuff, but it, it, it yeah, but but it's, but but all I'm saying is it's different, and 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 what, what and, and all I'm saying there is that I, that I think I it just like things cause... that are different. I like I like I've new things. Whole... I like to experience new things. Sorry, Dave. You know, I've got certainly... a whole I've got a whole thing at the moment, and it was no, one go... of in in my annoyance post on LinkedIn the other day. One one of the titles of, of a body of work I'm doing is "Fakery is fucking up our children," because social media is is in essence quite fake, uh, especially Instagram. When you look at Instagram, you know those people don't really live those lives, and what that's doing is it's giving an impression to the younger audience that that's how they need to live their lives. And it's getting them further away from their own purpose. So all of a sudden they end up consuming motivational quotes and motivational um, speeches and whatever to try and find their purpose. And the reason they lost it is because they saw all the fakery in the first place or one of the reasons they, they saw it. So I, I'm kind of doing some, some self-study on, on, uh, fakery of social media because there's quite a lot of frustration from my point of view well this comes back to where we are dave with the wise clowns it's it's all of that is understanding about where is society now and how do how do we fit into that and how do we help it move along without actually just putting a motivational quote out there yeah and it, look, it's, it's harder Absolutely. to be fake in person um, and it, and 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 actually, you, you do see this, and and I mean, we've had some. We're not going to talk about those people, people right now, but we've had some discussions, and and we, we've we've used some examples of people, you know, that 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 sort of you know create a big following, and then they they cut out anybody who who doesn't agree with them. You know, they block people. They they cultivate their own audience by, you know, not just. Well, by actively blocking mm. people out rather than here it is for everybody and you can choose to like it or not and you can have your say. Um, and, and then it, that's, that's why these, these, these things are just echo chambers, aren't they? If you, if you choose for them to be, and I recognise that I've got some of that as well. Um, but I don't have very many people blocked on LinkedIn anymore. I unblocked everyone I'd blocked just, just before Christmas. Just to see yeah, what, absolutely. I just wanted to see what happened. And I wonder, because because those people who have got a big following, it, it's, it's the same as anything. Like a lot of external influence then starts to come in. And a lot of people are probably coming through and saying, wow, you've grown an audience. You now need to do this. You now need to do that. And with that comes potentially uh, some money in the bank. And I think that's where people potentially yes. lose their 
what they set out to achieve in the first place, which was add some value to people's lives. And all of a sudden it becomes, yeah, it, it becomes no value because all they do is look at an audience with pound signs in their eyes. Um, and, and the value almost disappears. It, it does because of all those external influences that are saying, well, you've got an audience now do something with them. But for, well, but also they've, you know, for the same reason that musicians may go down a particular creative route to make money, you know, this is what happens is that they, they start making money from it and then, and then it becomes a, a, a more of a performance, doesn't it? It becomes mm, absolutely. More, more fake even, you know, it's like the, the level of, you know, turn the fake up to 11 um, to, to get more, to get more money or, or, or more of whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I just think this is, I don't know, this is quite well, a serious conversation. Yeah, it, it went serious. Um, and, and actually, one of the questions I have, one of the questions that keeps coming back to me is, given what we're trying to do, or, and, and we're not quite sure what that is, but we've, yeah. we, we kind of know, but we don't. I, I think it's, it's important that we understand how we can do this without yeah, becoming because insane. that's the biggest message I, I want to get out there is, yeah. A, um, I've, I've come through life and I've, I've had a wonderful um, career and, and so on. But th- there's no way I can, there is no way I could just teach people by not doing it again. I, I don't want to just sit there and give people empty advice. I want to show them how, as opposed to this is how. And I, 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 But along that route, there is a likelihood that we grow and we develop um and i guess my my viewpoint because there's a post i put out this morning because i'm thinking around audience and and network and um because it's interesting actually i break linkedin specifically i break down to base level network and and the top layer uh the top layer is the noisy and the base layer is the people that i've worked with danced with loved uh drank with you know actually spent time with and and those people are very unlikely to comment on my my work now because they probably see me going to do something else hopefully some of them will come forward because there's a lot of experience and knowledge in there um but yeah along the way we grow and and at no point do i want that to turn into empty empty quotes and motivational nonsense yeah and uh, i mean it is interesting because i mean i was i was i had a quick listen to a a a a room on Clubhouse <laughs> yesterday, and it was called called the Anti Guru, and it was it was LinkedIn people, but but I didn't know all of them. But the three or four of them were, you know, if if you if you if you start doing something to sort of subvert this stuff, but then you grow into something, you become the guru. You're actually being a guru, and and actually the the people that were the Anti Gurus were were some of the the you know uh, guilty of some of the greatest crimes yeah, of, yeah. of spouting all this stuff out <clears throat> um and maybe in a negative way but it's all a, it's all for the same reason it's a, they're all people who are just all about the bigger network the bigger following yeah, but and what, then make money off the back of it and, that, and that's yes. fine no, no, don't get me wrong that's that's fine but but you also you also have people who sort of openly criticise people for it, but then don't actually see that they're doing yeah. it themselves. So again, part of my reason for, sh- for, for 
for cutting my network right down was that it's like I'm, I'm going to become that. Yeah, I'm careful. So I need to. I need to just. I need to just take a real swipe at all this stuff, and and get rid of a lot of it. So actually, uh, you know, that's maybe something for us to to consider. You know, I think you when when you are building something, you have to smash it down from time I think, to time. I think so. You know, companies get too big, don't they? Tesco's got too big. It went into the states. It got too big, and it was unmanageable. And it didn't go so well. So, so you know, companies do it all the time, don't they? They they go sort of back to the back to their roots, back to basics, sort of regroup, yeah, and then off they go again. That or they end up folding. Um, yeah, if, if they don't, well, do if, that, if they don't do that, I think that's an in, I think that's an interesting point. Is that um, if you look at the top players like Google and Amazon and so on, you know, at, at what point do we? as a society say you've got too much you've you've got too much you've got too big um because should should we allow anybody to ever be that big i don't know i i don't really know i i've not thought i've not thought that through that's um that's one of mine i've just written down (laughs) well which is interesting because then you get into that to politics don't you and and communism and socialism and all those you know all those other things um no. well yeah and, and that's not what this is about so this is this is you know where we are right now this is about individuals that it's simple as that it's about individuals learning to think for themselves and from from the day we're born um we are we are learning how to behave and what to do and again it's not about not doing any of that stuff you know so if if you've learned if you've learned that you you when you feel a strange feeling in your tummy, you need to go and sit on the toilet and let something out. I'm not suggesting that people (laughs) do anything different. (laughs) Keep doing that. So there's stuff that, yeah, there's stuff that you want to keep on. You want to keep doing There's stuff that you want to keep thinking, but so much of our thinking is, you know, it is the influence of our parents. And I I work with a lot of people and, you know, even when they're looking at making changes in a business, there's underlying thinking there. Yeah, absolutely. And And that's the, um, that is the that's the key is asking those questions um the bigger questions because actually you could solve you could solve business problems quickly you could put a plaster on anything um because there's solutions there but that plaster at some point is going to become weathered and worn and you're going to be back to the same problem and actually in reality the problem isn't the business it's the people and and it's probably stems from something in in their past or the way they were conditioned or whatever. I mean, I, I took, I took a career path because that's how I was conditioned. That's how we were back then, you know, get a job, get the security, yeah. get a house, um, get a mortgage. Don't get me started on those conversations, but that's, that's how we were conditioned. So we followed, followed the path. Now I'm thankful that I did because it gave me the experience that I needed to be able to talk about this stuff now. Um, but I, I had patience inside of that. Yeah. I just, I, I never asked for a pay rise. I just got on done. And, and, uh, and, and here we are, we pop out now and go, well, actually all of that is all of that conditioning has given me experience to pop out of the conditioning, identify my own uh, points of conditioning through, through life from parents to um, peers and then, and then work through that, you know, it, almost it's like coming out of the, the fog, isn't it? 
been in that fog for so long and I'm, now I'm coming out of the fog. Yeah. And I think this often happens. It's the whole midlife thing, you know. Um, it, it often happens at this time of life. And, and I think one of the things, you know, one of the things we, we've spoken about and I've mentioned is this whole, this sort of disjoin between between generations. I've never quite understood generations because that one one doesn't just stop and then another one starts. Yeah. That's something that, that someone's constructed. But, but you know, if you look at old, if you look at people our, our age and then you've got millennials and there's this kind of, I don't know, this, this, this almost standoff between them. Um, I think, think society is missing something there that we need to, tie those things together more because what what we're losing is the wisdom of age being passed down yeah i agree and, to and young there, generations. There are some... it's like the, the exactly the there, wise elders in the village people out there on on both sides as well and 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 it's something i've talked about previously i mean yes. i yeah. I come from an industry where we talked about skills, uh, the skills gap, you know, since Maggie Thatcher got rid of apprentices back in the 80s, or whatever it was. And, and the skills gap yeah. still exists. But there, there's an element of if you get the elders in the village and actually sit them down with the with the youngers and start to explore between experience and, uh, you know, the technology driven um, online age that, that is now, you actually then come up with some real answers some real output so i mean that's a piece of work that we're doing i guess separately we we sort of digressed again but that's fine um this whole generational gap where we've got stubborn ends you know we've got elder generations not wanting to talk you know oh then bloody millennials they're all entitled and actually they're not and then we've got on the other end the millennials or, or whatever generation it is now um, saying, well, oh, I don't want to work with those old, old crusties because they don't even know how to turn a computer on. And well, yeah, and look, our, our conditioning and, and you know was was and mine was too. It was to it was the same as you. It was to you know go and get into a career, you know, get some get some training, get an education, climb up the ladder, buy a house, you know, get a nice car, have a family, all that kind of stuff. No, none at all. Um, nothing wrong with that, by the way. And and then then you've got and I am making a, obviously a big generalisation here, but then you've got the younger this younger generation who are being presented with you can be anything you want to be, you know it's it's all about Gucci snowboards and and all Gucci this you know, all this other fancy stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a, <laughs> car, that was a Kardashian <laughs> thing, wasn't it? One of the one of the Kardashians was being hammered for for posting Doesn't a picture matter, yeah. of her. I think it was Gucci. Doesn't matter. Um, it was she was posing on a on a designer snowboard and people were well her apart yeah. because there's a global pandemic on. Um, whichever you know, again, it's up to her what she does. Um, but I don't know where I was going with that now. Uh, yeah, so the younger generation, and again, I'm making generalisations, but you know they're being presented with all this stuff. So if anything, I you know I chose the career I did. Yeah, but... I didn't really know what else was available. Because we didn't, we didn't have the internet. We couldn't. But, but again, that that's part of the problem, available. isn't it? Is that people aren't <laughs> I mean, just getting into something and doing, and and in the doing, you end up finding out what it is that you actually wanted to do, um, and, and also along the way, you earned some money and you 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 know you bought a house and a car and all the rest of it. But I, I think um, no, my thoughts gone now as well. I I think with the the one of the biggest problems is is that 
people are people do see you can be whatever you want to be and actually at what point do we do we have to slow that down i mean that's not in my remit probably not yours it's a it's a wider societal problem um but at what point do we slow that down because if everybody wants to be let's say an influencer whatever that is um who's who's left to actually do the work to no, exactly. So, so it, it takes it takes all kinds of things. And actually, what I what I did want to say is that we we're, we're now we're now at that point where we're we're circling around ourselves. I know. And we've, we've done an hour, by the and, way, or um, just over. So I think we should just very good stop it there. And well, we well we know what that's we're, it. We're, we're done. We're like now. an hour and or two. I will give you. Are, uh, we, we have to go lay down in a dark room for five minutes. Well, yeah, and I, I, I will Brilliant. do. I will give you a quick call after this. Um, just a bit of a bit of a debrief, yep. but let's just let it, Happy let it go days. there. Thanks, Dave. And I'll speak to you shortly. Hello again, and thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name is Dave Brown, and thanks very much to Adam for coming on today. I uh, hope you enjoyed that one. It's uh, yeah, a project in the making. We're not sure where it's going to go, but, uh, but we're in that sort of creative, bouncing the ideas around stage. So I don't know, some of these conversations might be interesting to anyone who is, you know, trying to develop an idea because um, it's not as straightforward as one might think, depending on what the idea is. Anyway. Hope you enjoyed it and please do remember to subscribe so you can catch future episodes and I'm sure I will be talking to you again soon. Cheers now. Bye.